in this revival earlier today, praying when direction for the service began to just flow and uh, was reminded how often since we have been here that um, just go to prayer and it just seems like uh, just if I could use this terminology without sounding too casual, ease of access to the throne of God. And uh, I certainly want to do right with this. Amen. We've always want to be used of God. I always want to have the mind of the Spirit. And I don't have all the answers. I don't understand all the spiritual dynamics. I just know that um, there's been a great liberty, not just in these services, but there's been a great liberty in preparation for these services. Amen. And so God is doing great things. We don't want to miss the time of our visitation, do we? Amen. Amen. Directing your attention tonight, 12th chapter of the book of Acts. I have referenced the first portion of Acts 12 earlier in this revival. I'm going to use this as our text tonight. I do want to thank you for your faithfulness. I feel such a liberty in my soul tonight. I don't know uh, what all is going to happen during my preaching or after, but it sure feels good in the Holy Ghost here right now. Amen. Let's obey the Holy Ghost together. Amen. Let's obey the Holy Ghost together. Verse 1 of Acts 12, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword because he saw it please the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also and were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Excuse me. Amen. Prayer was made. Thank God for a praying church. <clears throat> Thank God for a God that answers prayer. Amen. I want to preach to us about prayer tonight. Amen. But prayer was made. Amen. Lift up your voice together.
Praise the name of our God. Oh, let's go ahead and lift our voice together. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Feeling the strong confirmation and leading of the Holy Ghost this afternoon about this service concerning the institution of prayer. Not just religious formality, but somebody that knows God talking to God about what God wants to do. Amen. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Our Father. Jesus said this is a a, a format, an outline of prayer. When you pray, amen, we're talking to God. Not talking about God, but talking to God. Hallowed be thy name. Amen. There's nothing more important than the will of God being done. Every part of our lives, the will of God does not just involve the church and the church house and the church function and my involvement in and around this building, but every day of my life. Amen. I need to pursue after the will of God. There is no better way to find His will than to talk to the one whose will it is for us to live for Him and experience the fullness of His desire. Amen. I think we understand enough about God tonight to know that revival is the will of God. Anointing is the will of God. Deliverance is the will of God. Healing and restoration is the will of God. Repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost is the will of God. Amen. We know it's what God wants. I just want to know, God, what can I do to help happen what you want to happen? What can I do to facilitate the will of God? Amen. It obviously takes more than just coming to church. It obviously takes more than just getting up and living another day. I believe that the Word of God helps us understand that there is still power in prayer. Amen. Do you want to, amen, see the fullness of the will of God accomplished in this church? Praise the name of our God. Amen. I was reminded in the unfolding of the service that Every major 
move of God that we read about in the Bible and in the history books did not just happen. But before there was a move of God, there was the prayer of the church. Amen. The turning of the 1800s into the 1900s, just a few miles uh, west of here. Not that far from where we are here tonight in Topeka. Amen. Prayer was made. They didn't know everything they needed to know, but they wanted to know more. And they had read something in the Bible about the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, uh, there was those there that knew more than others, obviously, about God and His Word. But the the decision was made, uh, let's just pray. And while prayer uh, was being offered, uh, heaven uh, came down. And a notable thing was experienced uh, that we're still talking about well over a hundred years later. I don't believe it was because God was more interested in Topeka, Kansas than he was anywhere else. I don't believe it was that God was more concerned about Los Angeles and the Azusa Street than other places. I just believe that somebody gave God an opportunity. Please hear me tonight. This is not pride or unsanctified ambition. Amen. But but as I made that statement about Topeka and we're still talking about it all these years later. Amen, amen. I wonder uh, if the will of God was really allowed to happen uh, in its fullness here in Olathe. Amen, can you dream with me? Can you exercise some faith with me? Amen, there was just this group of people uh, that said, you know, God's got more for us. Uh, I hope you don't feel like you've arrived. I hope you don't feel like you've got all the answers. Amen. But, but a group of people gathered together and said, I read in God's word, uh, he has something for us uh, that we've yet to experience. Uh, why don't we get together and pray? Amen, I'm convinced tonight uh, that if the fullness of God's will is accomplished uh, in this revival, uh, in this season, uh, in this time, uh, in this church, uh, if the Lord tarries his coming, it'll be something that they can talk about uh, when we're all dead and gone. Hallelujah, not because I'm the evangelist, not because you're the saints, but because there's a church that preaches truth. 
Go clap your hands and praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. I believe a vital ingredient. Amen. And what I'm preaching about tonight, not only do we believe in one God, the essentiality of the new birth experience, amen, the essentiality of holiness and separation from the world, these are revelations that we have. I wonder what would happen to the true church if the true church would get a revelation and a conviction of prayer. Not casual conversation, but the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Oh, somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. The difference, amen, at the time of the dedication of the temple and Solomon's leadership. I read in 2 Chronicles, the fifth chapter, there was a good thing that was going on. Amen. The Bible said that there was a visitation of God so that the priest could not stand to minister. There was a weight of God's glory. Amen. This is another one of those places. I wish I could have been. I wish I could somehow be there to see it. I can see it in my mind and it makes me want to be there in person. Amen. Such an intensity and a heaviness and a weight, if you will, again of God's glory. Such a uh, an intensity of God's presence uh, that was on that place that had been built for the glory of God. Amen. Now, now just let, let, let me get down to where we're living. If that had been a lot of us, I'm including myself, we'd have said, oh my. What a move. What a visitation. What an experience. And would have been satisfied with the good move of God. Nothing wrong with the good move of God. It meant not a thing wrong with it. Amen, but, but the story doesn't end in chapter 5. Because after that good move of God, somebody goes to prayer. Amen, and most of chapter 6 of Second Chronicles is a covenant prayer. Amen, with, between a hungry soul and a desirous God. Uh-huh. Amen, and early... Amen. In the next chapter, the Bible said it meant more than that they could not stand to minister, but that the priest could not even enter in. Amen. That good move of God turned into a great visitation. They went from a cloud to the fire. 
They went from something that only the priest could experience to something that everybody in the Israel could witness. Chapter 5, those that were in the know understood something special is going on here. But let's not be satisfied with this. Let's not be content with just ministry, understanding that there's something good going on here. What do you say? Let's take this good move and let's have prayer meeting. Let's go to God and say, Lord, thank you for what you're doing. But if it be your will, can we have some more? Amen. Thank God for the cloud. But I want the fire. I want more than ministry can recognize. I want everybody, amen, that's associated and connected with this house to say there's a visitation of God. My God, I feel the gift of faith turning me inside out. What I'm preaching is the will of God. It's the will of God for everybody connected and associated with the true church to recognize there is a move of God in God's house. What brought it to pass was not just that God wanted it, but somebody, a man, wanted it enough to pray about it. Oh, oh let's pray together. <laughs> My God, holy God. Oh. oh. Oh, my Lord. Amen. I don't think I'll get to finish preaching this message tonight. Hallelujah. There is a call from heaven upon hungry souls in Olathe, Kansas. Amen. If the cloud's good enough for you, amen, I guess that's up to you. But if you want more than what you're having, if you want more than what you're seeing, hallelujah, this is the next step. This is the next dimension. This is the next revival objective for the true church. Somewhere somebody is praying tonight for a loved one who's wandered away from the light. But faith reaches heaven and God is aware and forever changed. In one moment of prayer, there's power in prayer. Power to spare. Amen, I've got to be honest. There's not just power in prayer, but there's power in powerful prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. 
I'm not trying to be that horse. I'm just trying to mind the Holy Ghost. Amen. Average prayer brings average results. Normal prayer lends to normal revival. Casual prayer, amen, results in casual church. But when somebody somewhere says there's got to be more, there's got to be more that God wants to do. There's got to be more that we can experience in his will. Hallelujah. I feel the word of God in my mouth. I want to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. God has a place for the truth church. When your love for prayer matches your love for doctrine. When your revelation of prayer equals your revelation of truth. When your intensity in prayer matches your desire in evangelism. Hallelujah. Come on, organize evangelism, and we show up. Call a work day, and we show up. Get a team together, and we all volunteer. Set up a tent and offer a program, and people that aren't on the list shows up and says, I just want to be a part, amen, of what we're doing. I'm telling you, it's not a lack of effort. It's not a lack of wisdom. It's not a lack of revelation. It's not a lack of... Amen, can I tell you? Amen, are you big enough to hear it? It's a lack of prayer. What made the difference? What made the difference in the death of a preacher and a renewed opportunity in Acts chapter 12 was prayer was made of the church. It was what made the difference between James dying and Peter being spared was somebody touched God. The voice of the Spirit 
is calling to the true church. We're at a place in his will where it's time, it's past time for his people to make room for effective and fervent prayer. When you find that vein of the Spirit in prayer and you tap into that vein and you stay there. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell some good saints of God. Amen. When I tell people that are seeking the Holy Ghost. Amen. When I sense and witness the Holy Ghost moving on someone that's seeking God, what do I tell them? That's it. Obey that. Amen. When you start speaking that out, don't stop it. Amen. What am I? I'm trying to help them tap into that vein of salvation. Go ahead and tap into that source. And when it starts to flow out of that source into your soul, don't stop it. Amen. Saint to the Most High, Olathe, Kansas, that's it. Don't stop that. Let it go. When you begin to speak, uh, when you begin to pray uh, in the Holy Ghost, Bishop Howard says, uh, when you pray in the Spirit, uh, you're always praying the will of God. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm praying. But I know it's the will of God. Amen. I know something is going down in glory. If my people, which will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray, humble themselves and pray, humble themselves and pray. If my people will pray, if my people will pray and seek my face. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand and lift up your hands in the presence of Almighty God. Come on, there's a spirit of prayer in this place. Woo! He called He called This is not just a renewing in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself knoweth our infirmities and prayeth for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. There's a vein of intercession that you call There's a vein, there's a realm of Holy Ghost prayer that the true church can tap into tonight. Don't stop it. Let it go. Speak it out. Let it flow. Brother, this is revival. This is more. 
amen than good singing. And a catchy sermon title. This is the anointing. This is the glory of God. This is the power of God being manifest. Come on, saints of God. Somebody go to prayer. I'm telling you, it came on me this afternoon. And when I got in the spirit, I started seeing faces. Amen. What was going down? I'll tell you what was happening. Amen. I was talking to God about a soul on their way to hell. I wasn't speaking it in English. But in the spirit, I was taking somebody to the throne. minimizing uh, what we've experienced uh, this last month and a half or so. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, this is just the cloud. Uh, this is just a good move. Uh, amen. I want the fire uh, to fall uh, in Olathe. I said I'm thankful uh, for the cloud, uh, but I'm past ready uh, to go from the cloud uh, to the fire. Hallelujah. Come on, we shout about them talking in tongues in Acts chapter 2. But it was a week-long prayer meeting. Hey, man, I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to let you pray. If we want Book of Acts revival, then we've got to sign on to Book of Acts prayer. It was prayer in Acts chapter 2. They were on their way to pray in Acts chapter 3. The church gathered together for prayer in Acts chapter 4. Cornelius was praying in Acts chapter 10. Paul was praying before God sent him Ananias. Prayer, prayer, prayer in Acts 12. Prayer was made. Come on, somebody make some prayer right now. Somebody apply yourself to the will of God. When the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you, don't stop it. Hey, don't be in a hurry. Don't just get your Holy Ghost fixed. Amen. Don't just do what you've always done. Go so far. Amen. It's always where you've been before. Amen. It's a good place. But God's got more for you.
You can stand. Uh, you can kneel. Uh, you can sit. You uh, man, you can lay down. Uh, Uh, Get on your face. Get on your back. Uh, It really doesn't matter. Uh, Just pray. 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 Holy Ghost just told me, amen, there's been some folk at the true church wondering, amen, what's it going to take? How do we get from here to there? And the Holy Ghost said, this is the answer. This is the key. But prayer was made of the church. Oh, God, a revelation of prayer, an urgency of prayer, an intensity of prayer. Amen. A desire in prayer. 